This is Eighth Day Encouragement, a recap of the Sunday service, offering hope and faith from the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. You can find us online at holytrinity-nyc.org. Today's Gospel has a lot to say about healing, about our role in healing and even the place of faith in healing. It says something to those who might be waiting for healing from God. It also speaks to those who long for healing but can't quite see a way forward. And finally, it speaks to those of us who are perhaps the picture of health and might not even be thinking about healing at all. First, a word to those who wait. The scriptures are filled with stories of Jesus' healing and even of the other disciples offering their healing touch. Prophets heal, and one woman is healed simply by touching Jesus. If we're not careful, it can sometimes seem like healing from God is instantaneous, like the faith healers we see on TV or in the movies. But the gospel reminds us that healing often comes not through the perfect prayer or the right amount of faith or even a particular religious experience. Rather, healing comes in time. Healing comes with surprise. Healing comes with the mystery of God's presence. The gospel also says something to those who look for healing, but perhaps overlook the healing right there in front of them. In today's gospel, the person Jesus meets at the pool of Bethzatha or Bethesda is right there by the healing water, but he has all sorts of reasons for not stepping in. He says others get in before him, or there's no one to help him in, or who knows what other reason he might give. And yet there the healing water is, right there. He just has to reach for it, to allow it to be. Finally, the gospel speaks to those who might not even be thinking about healing. Maybe we're strong and healthy and doing all right for now. Well, it might be that we're called to be like the angel that stirs the waters or the the messenger, the one who helps someone move more closely to the healing they seek. Perhaps many of you know that in the Hebrew scriptures, the Hebrew language is typically written without vowels, at least biblical Hebrew. Later, scholars have put uh, vowel markings or pointed the words so that we know what they mean. But often, those words are open to interpretation by context and meaning. It works that way for a little three-lettered root word, which can mean king or angel or messenger, depending on the context. But I think that's also a theological mystery. Sometimes angels are actually ordinary people coming at just the right time, offering just the right word, offering a helping hand, or, or maybe just being present in silence. Often when a person needs healing, the professional pastoral caregiver, the priest or minister, is the least helpful person. What one needs is someone else who has been in that same experience. For example, if one is undergoing chemotherapy, often it helps to talk with another person who's been through a similar treatment. A person who faces having a heart procedure will often be helped by talking with someone else who's already had that procedure. And certainly the 12-step recovery movement shows the wisdom and effectiveness of recovering people helping others to recover. 
often the most healing person is someone to walk alongside, not so much offering advice, not even talking too much. Henry Nouwen, the great priest and writer, describes this sort of person as a wounded healer. He writes, to enter into solidarity with a suffering person does not mean that we have to talk with that person about our own suffering necessarily. Speaking about our own pain is seldom helpful for someone who is in pain. A wounded healer is someone who can listen to a person in pain without having to speak about his or her own wounds. We have to trust that our own bandaged wounds will allow us to listen to others with our whole beings, and that leads to healing. Who knows when or where or in what way we might be called upon to be an angel or an agent of healing, but I pray that the Holy Spirit would continue to stir the holy waters and show us how to help stir up the spirit of healing and health. On May 22nd at 11 o'clock, the choir sings Jubilate Deo in C by Benjamin Britten.
You've been listening to Eighth Day Encouragement. The eighth day is a Monday after the seven days of the week, but the eighth day also stands as a new creation outside the pattern of the usual seven. And so the eighth day symbolizes resurrection, hope, and the possibilities for new life. I'm John Bedingfield, the priest and rector at the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. I hope you'll come and visit us in person one day, but you can also worship with us through Facebook Live, follow us on YouTube, and learn more at holytrinity-nyc.org. God bless you this week and always.